Hello and welcome to our show, Savanting the Idiot. I'm Sensational Sense, and my co-host, as always, is Death Metal Douglas. Douglas. So, Doug, you started telling me a, a little story before he, yeah, and, and I and, I, and we figured, you know wanna... what? Maybe we should mention this on the podcast before we go into our usual music nerd stuff you had a little experience that you figured you wanted to share now i guess i'm gonna have to ask you a question about that you do i smell am i smelly well i'm I'm gonna uh, yeah i'm a good 10 feet away and i don't (laughs) like have a hyperactive you know uh no so i mean is it like you you remember remember peanuts with a kid with the dirt trails behind him and shit i almost feel like that i just took a goddamn shower this morning if you're insinuating if you have like a permeating you know (laughs) reekishness about you you like not yeah no i'm not detecting anything this but then again you know i don't know if then then my bath downwind or upwind (laughs) because yeah, what happened was, is when I came out to the bus stop, and this sucks because, you know, my skin's pretty pale, right? So I can't be standing out in the sun. I have to be in the shade. Well, unfortunately, the bus stop itself, um, the shady area, there's like four, about four seats. And okay. the fucking bum was sitting on, the, on, the, on one of the seats... And, because you know, somebody you say, just cleared out all the, the litter, but he had the beer cans surrounding him. But when you say that. shady area, I know most people know what a bus stop looks like, but there's an awning. Like, I don't, uh, of course, yeah. we're in South Florida, so we don't know every what every bus yeah, stop Yeah, this one has like a little, like. little roof like area. Yeah, an awning. And it has the, an awning, and it's got the chairs underneath. Uh-huh. About, it's got three chairs together, and then one chair by itself, and like a space between the, 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 the one and the three. Okay. And he was sitting on the right hand side uh, where the end of the three was, and he had like someone had just cleared all the garbage out of there. I, sometimes I pick up the garbage over there, but somebody yeah. else evidently did it this time. But of course, the only garbage that was there was where he was at. Was I wanted his to, like area. I said, but anyways, he smelled so freaking bad. He smelled like a he smelled like a cross between the rotten beer that was mm-hmm. I guess coming from the cans. Yeah. He must have peed himself a bunch of times. He might have even shat his pants for all I know. <laughs> so I'm going to the north of the bus stop because that's that's the way the bus travels. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately that's the way the wind was blowing. You were, so I'm going over you towards downwind. <laughs> yeah, I'm going on the opposite side of it to get away from the schmuck. And um the the freaking smell was like blowing in my face. Yeah. And then I had to walk on the other side of him, right by him. And I was telling him right to his face. I'm like, you're a, you freaking, you're smelling up this place. You're not waiting for a bus stop. Why don't you get the fuck out of here? And he was like, he's just like, you know, talking shit. Just, you want this is my home. You're in my house, yeah, motherfucker. Like, You're I, just a visitor. This is a bus yeah, stop. You come and go. This is where I live. Yeah, I'll, I'll I mean, smell anyway. I'll smell as harsh least, as I want to exactly. smell. And at least across the street, that was somebody else's bus stop, like near my apartment complex. Okay. But he's, he had to be on well, this, somebody I, else's turf. Well, I was telling you that one other guy, he had dumped like a bunch of... Uh, you know, whatever the fuck it was, onto the sidewalk. I had to fucking walk through it. And that guy was sitting next to him, and they both smelled as bad as what I just mentioned. Yeah. And uh, 
you know, I, I was like, thank you very much. And the, and the guy started getting snippy with me, the one that dumped all the stuff mm-hmm. out. Uh, I kept thinking to myself, I could kill him where he stands, but I don't want that smell on me. <laughs> so, or to be charged with homicide, and then well, that's one thing. And then but the I'd smell lose a, itself, I'd be down a co-host me, for something yeah, exactly, trivial. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh yeah. shit, yeah. Have to uh, put out a Craigslist ad. Exactly. To, Death Metal like, Douglas has flown the coop. <laughs> <laughs> he he was compelled to kill a bum for. For of all things, smelling really bad, you know. So, and now he's gone. But I'm, I'm glad that you resisted the temptation to uh, murder this motherfucker. So you know, yeah, I had to walk past him again, and I was just like, "You freaking, you need to get out of my neighborhood already." Yeah. He's like, rah, rah, rah. "So I'm, you know, I'm on the on the the south side of where he's at." And the next thing I know, I see the bus coming down the street, yeah. and I was like, "Oh God, man, please get me out of here!" But at least the smell was blowing, you know, in the in the northern <laughs> it was direction. East, yeah, oh, it was away was from me. North, but I almost thought wind. maybe it, it, enough of that smell was blowing on me that you were going to get a whiff of it when I came I in. Like, You're fucking infecting <laughs> me with the stench. It's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, we, we were talking about. Um, the Terry Bazio video, man. Yeah. Punky's lips. No, Punky's whips, lips. No, it's Punky's whips. Whips with a W. And it's because, know. you know, when you pout and you make that pouting whips, that's that's part of the joke. It's like Punky's whips because he's like pouting his fucking. Is he pouting <laughs> yeah, for <your> whips? <laughs> he's not. No, he's, he's not pouting yeah. for me. So we're talking about Frank Zappa, and and of course those in the know can appreciate the genius of Frank Zappa. Not just his genius, but his ability to pick out other geniuses to collaborate with. So of course he's always surrounded he himself. The geniuses out, yeah, that's for sure, man. So not just his genius, but everybody he picks to be on his team. That's an all-star fucking team. So uh, I, I mean, it's not like I'm ignorant of Frank Zappa and all the shows, but to be honest, like I just discovered Frank Zappa maybe about a year ago or two years ago. And then when I was listening to the music, I was like, why have I never been keen to this? And of course I, I well, knew once why. Once you get keen, it's good. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter as long as you get there. It was right? like, I can't believe this fucking, this, this, Actually, this awesomeness happened. was going on exactly before it's I like, even got uh, to your, the fucking your planet. Imagination couldn't even go that far. Yeah, and then and then you fucking hear it, and you're you're overwhelmed and all that. So, like, I've seen a lot of those '70s uh, uh, shows where they actually taped it live, but there was a particular one that you just sent me this week that I hadn't seen and. Yeah. Which one um, was that? Punky's Whips. <laughs> Punky's Whips. Well, there's two Punky versions of it. But the, the original version of it's from, yeah. I guess, 1977, I guess. Yeah. And um, he joined in, like, 75 when Beefheart was running away from his record label, Captain Beefheart. Yeah. And um, But uh, Frank had... The, the drummer before him wound up in Genesis. You know, the guy that plays for... Uh, Genesis, Chester Thompson. Okay. So when Chester Thompson left, I think Bazio came in. But, um, you know, this, I think he'd already been in the band for a year and a half, two years by the time they did that show, yeah. I think. I don't know what year it was. It's either 77 or 78, so I'm not sure. And I had seen, there, there, there are points where Bazio, you could already get Bazio's flair and, 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 and his, his semantics and the way he plays. And you, you already could get a sense that this guy's 
phenomenal, which like I said, I've seen and I've heard. But He's as very as, unique. Yeah. As far as seeing him in the context of the lead singing role, it wasn't like he always got to be, you know, uh, in a le- the capacity of lead singer. And, yeah. and, and it instantly blew my mind when I saw that shit because it's like you wouldn't even detect that he's literally playing the complexity of drums that he does. He's holding and, the microphone yeah. in one hand and doing like two-handed yeah. stuff with the other and hand. And that's on and off. It sounds like two separate people completely. Yeah, because I could do that. I've learned to do that where you But if you play. heard it even as a drummer, you yeah. would be like, yeah, that's this guy with its two hands. Yeah, you hear him with like one hand and he's playing the hi-hat and then he's holding the mic and he's like going off, but he's switching he's on and off. for the camera with his eyeballs. Yeah, and, and he's, he's showboating the to the extreme. Yeah, exactly. and he's playing a character and then he's singing... So, uh, you know, like his vocals are on the money. If you hear him and you didn't, it's, didn't know that it's he was a character, drummer. But the, the range is good. Yeah, he's got a great fucking range. Like he's he 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 had what it takes or had I'm saying or has whatever he has what it takes to be a lead vocalist. You know, and and all those elements combined, it's just like it just. Like I said, it fucking blew my mind. I, I couldn't believe it. And then as I'm watching it, of course, it, the, the, it's so awesome because of where we're at as far as technology. So, yeah, I do. I regret that I wasn't at the age where I could see that personally in concert and, exactly. and, and witness it with, you know, yeah, flesh like and blood years before and I be even went in the to a fucking audience there. Of course, that would have been great. But then, it, but if you, I was explaining to you, I was like, if they you're in the audience, it really well, yeah. But if you're in the audience, you won't get the, the inside, nuances. You won't get the inside jokes, like, like when you get to watch it in retrospect, you could actually reference. You're like, well, who the fuck is Punky? There's a lot of people that were at that show that doesn't even know who fucking Angel. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, know anything they don't about know the who Angel. fuck. The, yeah, they don't know the band Angel. They don't. Well, know I who think Pi- Frank kind of explained it pretty well at the beginning you know yeah. your album's the shit oh and that was another thing that you keyed me on to and i was thinking the same thing was they were saying your album's the shit we didn't yeah. think that that saying came around until the 90s yeah i mentioned like that to you I, I sent him an email i was like you know what i think that they actually coined the phrase the, the shit. shit because when he's singing it he's like but he's meaning it in the very literal sense he goes your album is the shit it's all wrong that shit fucking had me cracking yeah, up i was so like funny. fuck but you know it's like i don't care he's about your album for me yeah <laughs> you know but then i get it because i'm able to reference who the fuck punky is and then i saw the fucking photo with his hair and the pouting fucking lips and i showed you the video of them playing i mean yeah. they were just ridiculous oh here's another thing but i was just gonna say then yeah. i fucking got the joke instantaneously it was like he goes i'm not a queer and i'm not gay blah 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 but punky you know blah blah it was like punky asked for that even though he didn't ask for it directly to do such a ridiculous photo op and he to think in his mind that it was this glorious art. And, yeah <laughs> cool it's like you're so far off and they you're called so him out looking. on it and there wasn't it wasn't like anybody else was gonna call him out it took somebody that was his superior peers to actually do it and you know, that's what makes the joke the, so it, fucking I'm great just th- i'm just realizing this right now 
there might be a little revenge factor in Van Halen involved in this because from what I also read, Eddie Van Halen, I think he used to hang out with Punky or maybe the other guitar player. I think there's two guitar... No, there's only one. Um, he was hanging out with Punky and he played a Van Halen version of You Really Got Me and then Angel decided they wanted to cover that too. Okay. Or that might have been another band. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it was Angel. But uh, anyways, but also that led me to show you the, the video of Punky with all his plastic surgery. Yeah, I mean, and I that saw led all us that to the later. weird twins that made the yeah, guy we went die down, in Europe. We went way He'll down. He'll make us die now. <laughs> far down that rabbit oh. hole. And that's what I was going to say is like when Doug sent me the email, he sent me clips of not just the 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 nine the one from 1977 he sent me another one and then he sent me one with uh, Zappa's project his kid um oh oh yeah Zappa Ziggy. plays Zappa well, oh yeah Zappa plays Zappa uh, um, Dweezil Dweezil oh, Ziggy where the fuck yeah. did I get Ziggy he had from a girl the... playing sax and she was real good yeah I think yeah. but I'm not to take anything from any of that I, I was but it's not to say, the impact that the yeah first video the first had. one was all I needed to see after that everything was just you know fodder because I didn't need to see everything I did watch it but it, it didn't make that impact. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't. I'm wondering if you saw the the newer one first and then watched the older one. What happened? But it just seems to me no. like I'm, I'm, I'm a chronological kind of guy. You know, yeah. I want you to hear the early shit first. You know, but the early shit. I mean, like I said, I'm. You're able to sense that fucking intensity from the early things, and I was. Uh, and it just seems like I was trying to tell you. It, it also doesn't takes mean you that back to that magic when you're time. young. It doesn't mean that when you're young you have something to prove. But you could see that he had something to fucking prove, and he fucking proved it. By the time he gets to that second video, he doesn't have anything to prove to himself or to the audience or whatever. Years have already transpired. But he's got those crazy symbols where he yeah. comes going. So of course he stays true to himself. <laughs> I'm just saying that per yeah. se, he's not out to prove. That he's a fucking god. That yeah. that's what I perceived from the first one, and I acknowledge it. I'm like, fuck, dude, you are. But by the time the second video, if I would have saw the second one first, I, it wouldn't have made that impression. I would have just been like, oh yeah, that's cool, blah blah blah. But the the the, the first one is it's is so far yeah, superior. Like I, I want to almost say it's iconic at yeah, this point. It, that's that's it's an iconic I would piece of concert it. film. Another thing, it made me feel like inadequate. I was like, man. I, I thought that I was a musician, and then I watched this thing, and I want to fucking just kill myself because I don't feel talented anymore. You know, not to not to say that I am talented or you know a legend in my own own mind, or, you know, or or anything like that. It's just that I felt like shit, man. It's like this is this is a dude that before before my time, this guy I wasn't even born yet, and here he was born in 1950. So he's yeah. Like, and then you, you see this phenomenal display of talent, and I'm like, "Fuck, man! I, 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 I could only aspire to fucking want to play drums and then sing and deliver and be the showman that he is." And then some people are just cut out for certain fucking things. And you were asking me, I was like, "Man, I don't." It's funny because I never mentioned Basio at the top of my drummers list when I'm mentioning a list because it always escapes my fucking mind. But, but now at, he's kind of yeah, exactly. etched his way up into your consciousness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and definitely he will always be in that top, you know, list. I mean, top even 10 aside from the skill, it's greatest just that weird drummers. look, that crazy look in his eyes while he's doing all this stuff. It's like almost psychotic. It's crazy. And the joke itself is just so funny. Even if they were shitty musicians, it might have still went over pretty well. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like Bunker. everything... 
delivered at such high levels on every fucking level. Your it's not, albums it's not just a joke. It's not just the music. It's not just delivery, the performance. There's there's so many elephants, elephants, elements <laughs> that... So many, <laughs> so many elephants. Too many elephants. Elephants in the room. No, but uh, so many elements that... Too many elephants. That it's just phenomenal. I love it. it and it's great because I'm glad that I could see something that still wakes me out of jadedness. Because exactly. a lot of times, I mean, you gotta be reborn so often, yeah. every so often. And you get so you think you've seen everything, and you think you've experienced everything, and you think, oh, nothing can impress you anymore. But it's funny that that you have to yeah. go retroactively to be impressed or unjaded you know because exactly. you're you're supposed everything is supposed to improve during the years but a lot no, of times my goal beyond that is just to send you a few more videos with just drummer led bands where they are the freaking band leader i mean he wasn't the band leader of that but he was yeah, the star but he was the band yeah. leader of, of that that performance. fucking performance for sure yeah. and, and it makes you wonder of like why didn't that take off you know, he was content to just do that and then go back to what he always does. He just if, drum. Yeah. I, if, if I were him, I, I would think, you know, you would if you look at try the, to pursue that and yeah. say, you know what? Let me let me just take this and just do the drummer front well, man thing. The, how that worked out for him is the, the singer for Missing Person, she wound up doing stuff with Zappa in like 78, 79. I saw her interview also, Dale Bazio. Uh -huh. And she, uh, she had like... Would, was gone to L.A. to become an actress, and somehow she wound up in front of Frank Zappa. He knew her from like a couple of years earlier, mm -hmm. and um, and he was. They were just like, well, you know, we're gonna put her put her in the band, and she immediately fell in love with Terry the day that she met him. Yeah, and they became a couple for nine years. So the idea was. Three, four people left Zappa's band to start Missing Persons. That's the the video I put on the bottom, and that song ha Windows has the drum solo in the middle. All right, but if you watch the did he sing lead in, in Missing no, Persons? No, he had ever? the headset mic to sing all the backup parts. Okay, two, two got two or three of them were singing backup parts. But if you watch the Us Festival footage, which I didn't send you, I sent you a video which didn't have the same impact. All right, I. You know, the Us Festival footage, he's hitting the drums so hard, you think they're going to run away from him. It's just so yeah, it's crazy. Just pounding the shit It's out a much him. smaller drum kit with roto-toms. And he's just like, I mean, he's doing the same thing he does in the other video. Yeah. He starts, he's, he doesn't, he can't stay in his chair. He keeps going upwards and stuff. And you keep thinking like, man, they must have like really screwed those drums into the ground like really hard. Well, I can because they look like they're gonna fly out. From I can under relate them. to that because you, if you remember, man, shit, uh, so many putting shows your body into it that that I had to have people like sit on the front. Well, your arms the, are bigger than Terry's front I think. of front of the yeah. drums because my I'm so heavy footed that the bass drum would always try to fucking escape until oh, I, I remember. Yeah, I remember we had somebody. Yeah, that was in yeah, the back. I would have to get people Churchill. to sit on the, on the fucking bass drum. bass drum, man. And even them, they would like feel like the whole thing would be... And I'd be like, come on, we need a heavier guy. I need that a 300-pound guy to sit on the fucking bass shit. drum. Not yeah. to, but that's just reality of the fact, you know, that I, I'm a heavy hitter in that fact that... You know, and and somebody was telling me, oh yeah, you they, you have to use a carpet. And it was like, no shit, motherfucker, I'm using a carpet. It still runs away from me when I use a carpet. Oh, you need a sandbag. No shit, motherfucker, I tried that too. The only thing that works for me, you I need have to, to screw it into the ground. A two by four. <laughs> 
is the only that was became the only solution. I started bringing my own two by four, you know, and a couple of screws and a screw gun, and I would screw a two by four in front of my bass drum. And to this day, that's the way I play. It's the only thing that stops me. I felt bad the other day. Well, not the other day, but the last live show I played, I was at Churchill's and we were doing the Motorhead show. You know, I know we keep on going to the same things and whatever, but at that particular show, different points. I, I couldn't, I couldn't get the lift the fucking two by four after the show i couldn't get it off the fucking i was trying to unscrew it and i and and i uh, you had what to use could, a screw gun for that yeah right? but what i'm yeah. trying to say is i um what do you call it i i stripped the fucking screw Ooh, and i yeah, couldn't get uh, i couldn't I've i couldn't get there, the fucking that. and the guys the sound guy is looking at me with this look like you fucking dick, man. If you're going to, you know, <laughs> screw something down to the deck, at least get it off of there. And, and yeah, then I was like, nice yeah, and I had to make dollars. a mental note. Next time, bring crowbar. Just in case, you know, just in case I can't unscrew. So how did you finagle your way out of that one? I didn't. I left that fucking two. It might be there for all I know. That two by four might right Well, you know what? Maybe other drummers the goddamn are using stage. it and liking it. So. <laughs> I don't know. It's all about community, as yeah. we have been saying. Yeah, that was my mantra. contribution. You're, that's your community to Churchill. I left like that fucking two, the guests by, two by four bolted to the fucking <laughs> deck. But yeah, yeah, not to say that I could ever compare with Basio. You know, everybody's their own individual musician. But like, honestly, man, I've, I I watched that performance and I felt like, damn, man, I'm so, so, I, I can't I can't even I could yeah. Aspire. Like I said, you mentioned I can't yeah. think of a Neil Peart like, performance that performance that I think is better than that. Blew me away, like beyond any other drummer that I've seen to this point, because of the fact that it wasn't just doing the complicated intricate things that we do when we're doing our thing like he was singing and literally not missing a beat you know everybody wow. uses that as a cliche saying it's like i didn't skip a beat he did this and he didn't skip a beat he did this Nothing. and he doesn't skip a beat but this motherfucker's actually drumming and he sung and performed and didn't skip a beat and that, but he's also acting yeah. for the camera with it, his yeah. face on top yeah. of that. And doing the whole... Th yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's like, that's it's, a real rock star right yeah. there. The ultimate... It's kind of like the drummer the in the ultimate rock star star what me. I like about you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, fuck yeah, everybody else. I'm a drummer, so of course <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be entertained. There's being a drummer, and then there's being a rock star and a drummer. Yeah. And he was able to do that. Or and an actor, or yeah, theater. Or what, he was what performing theater, basically. Yeah. And, Just you know, you have antics like that, like... What's his name from Motley Crue? Um, Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. It was very, you know, into the showboat part of it. And he did that fucking great, you know, and maybe he did backups. But I don't think that Tommy Lee could have ever. Not even close. Yeah. To Basio, if he yeah, had to sing lead and he had to do that same fucking thing, I can't imagine that he could pull it off. He might be able to. I'm just saying. Well, the thing was, he wasn't playing with musicians the same caliber as Zappa. He was playing exactly. with Nikki Six. Vince Neil, who is the worst vocal well, range well, of any of the popular singers. <laughs> and then Mick Mars is nothing to was, shout out about uh, either. So. I, was gonna I mean, Tommy Lee was the best thing about the band, really. I was about to say we weren't going to shit on all the other musicians, but too late. But but you're right. Without shitting on they're anybody else. <laughs> yeah, they're not local musicians, so it doesn't matter. And the chances of them hearing this, Savanti and the Idiot, is probably slim anyway. <laughs> But to let's make sure they do. <laughs> Vince but the Neal, thing is, I have a Vince Badness feel story that I'll tell you yeah. later on. But anyways, but to to <laughs> to really tell the truth about it is you're right. It's like Zappa was a whole nother 
echelon. And you know how he, he used to compose his own, and it wasn't just composing rock and roll. Like he had went up to professional composers composers and they yeah, had, he had read, symphonies the last yes, 10 years they read existence. literal compositions that had and they nothing still to do, do with that actually rock and roll they were literal symphony compositions no he wrote that and they out. were like in awe they couldn't believe that frank zappa was like there with the professional composers of the day he could hang with any one of them you know well what really helped him out in the last decade so of his life so he was high in echelon as far as <clears throat> musicianship goes what really helped and he could him identify out. other High echelon musicians. From like 1983 on, he had this machine called the Synclavier. It was like an early prototype to samplers and stuff. Uh-huh. But uh, I think this version of it, you had to draw the wave or whatever it was yeah. on it. There was two of them. There was a syn- There was one called the Fairlight, and there was one called the Synclavier. And they were both like $30,000 machines. So he probably had to spend... Like half a year of tours earnings to yeah, to pay to, for to the freaking thing, yeah. Because he he had to buy a lot of that equipment. He had his own studio. He didn't just go into somebody yeah. else's studio because he's always recording yeah. when he wasn't playing shows. Yeah, I mean it was just like constant. It's but one those... of the first prototypes, as far as independent, like you, do, it's like he wasn't waiting for the dream to get signed. He was like, "Fuck." Well, but the thing was, mainstream is... and fuck whatever. He was so anti-mainstream. Not yeah. only that, he was one. Of, you realize that when everybody he still was sued Warner Brothers, the biggest label ever, and he got a lot of money from them. Yeah, but I was, was like say, nine million bucks. Yeah, that, good for him. Yeah. Very good for him, but yeah, he also smart. led the word, the, the or word, but he led the the fight as far as um, freedom of speech goes. Oh yeah, that whole you know rock, the, yeah. When they were D exactly, Snyder. yeah, he was John actually, Denver. We were just talking about John. And they Denver asked him. They were earlier. like, "What are you doing here? Do you actually have a dog in the fight? Are you representing one of your old albums?" And he was like, "No, I'm just representing freedom of speech in general." He he was actually there. In court, you know, representing. Al Gore, remember Al the Gore, of speech. Tipper Gore, he's like having, they're snipping at each other. Yeah. But then Al Gore is, he's got to like passively mention, well, yeah, I'm a big fan of Frank Zappa. Yeah. It's... You know, but he wasn't a fan of John Denver or freaking D. Snyder. Uh, you but know, Snyder. Uh, yeah. He, not, he came in and kicked ass too. Like, the he, was, noise. he was pretty. Pretty cool on he that was, one. He was very articulate, very yeah, intelligent. Yeah, he came out very intelligent. And, and he very, blows yeah. the, the stigma out of the type. Because back then, everybody thought that rock and roll people were just Or idiots. metal guys were total meatheads. Yeah, yeah. He comes in it, there that, like no one is And shit. he comes in there like a high fucking intellectual that went to any Ivy League college or whatever. Very elegant of speech. Very, you know, With kind of the tough New York thing yeah, happening. But still, but, but yeah, still exactly. Still, exactly. yeah. So a, a very impressive. So that was the kind of people that were on the front lines that that were actually vocalizing against all this tyranny that they were trying to oppress the freedom of speech in music. You know, he he Zappa led the front lines along with with um, D. Yeah. Snyder, yeah. Yeah, so it was... And it, didn't, like I said, it was weird that they threw John Denver in there as like a weird aftertaste or yeah. something. <laughs> that John Denver is full of shit, man. Where's the mountains? But anyway. Yeah. Um, and Hunter S. Thompson shot him out of the sky, I think, that we were talking about. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> and we recycle a lot of jokes on... Well, that was, that was from last episode, so I figured... We've know. only been on a week, but, you know, we're still recycling jokes. Yeah. <laughs> 
or like a few weeks or whatever. No, I'm yeah, exaggerating. Yeah, like obviously. we've been on for five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's but that's how dense I can be. Sometimes I just don't know whether you, when when people are exaggerating and stuff. Yeah. I really <laughs> have to sometimes think things over. And uh, well, I've nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well, people are some people are faster than others about that. So it just go. means that my sarcasm goes off over pretty good, you know. Cause but you, <laughs> I wanted to go back to uh, punky in later days with the plastic surgery. Oh, and then, okay. I don't know. You didn't look like you were wanting to talk about it. But anyways, you, you sent me the video of those two twins. I was twins, so... I, I, two I, twins. I didn't want to... I wanted that to make the part of that. Uh, I know, but, what I, I, but <laughs> I was so into reviewing Bozio, I wanted no, to give no, him... No, I was... You know, you know because uh, if we had to, you know, you know, weigh it, who's more important to talk oh, yeah, about? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, of course, but I'd rather no, talk Bo- about real... Bozio- Bozo, Bozio, Bozio, he led us Bozio. to that, which I think is kind of neat, though. How it went from him to yeah. Punky's plastic surgery to those two freaks. Yeah, so the well, point I've never is, heard of, and now it's you totally got the floor yeah, if on we that one. Reel it back in. Now. Um, that's part of the whole thing. Is like he sent me these videos, and by the time he sends me, um, Punk, Punky in two thousand seventeen, yeah, Punky had all, had all all this plastic surgery, and it just looks fucking ridiculous. So that made me Clown think of face. the Bog Bognagoff, or however you pronounce it, the Bognagoff twins. They're from France. They used to host their own show back in you know whenever, but they're very intriguing and fucking weird. It's and like creepy. I had, yeah, oh my god, fucking the creepy, creepy factor is just the, they, off the chain. And then you have to like really watch this. One thing they 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 try to insinuate that these twins they're not it's they're not just everyday twins too they literally come from royalty they they inherited a castle you know and their bloodline goes back like generations as far as royalty kings and queens and all that so they literally they're in very Europe, regal yeah, yeah regal type dudes so and not only that they claim they have very high IQs and that they you know quasi scientific nerds and that they have like an IQ of if like they were so 300. smart they could have picked a better plastic surgeon <laughs> surgeon but uh yeah but then you seeing... have to be able to be a fortune teller you have to actually see into the future yeah I know I'm if just... they could actually see that far in the future I'm I sure they would have adverted on them that, yeah. I know but they would have adverted as long as they boxed. never hear that and make my heart stop exactly because <laughs> who knows if they're listening to us now and they're like, yeah, we know who we will. We know the next Since victims will be visiting. Gotta take me to the hospital. I can't. <laughs> and then you fucking just keel over. But yeah, I want to verify was, those deaths because that I don't know about. Supposedly, these two twins, they were on a talk show, and a talk show host told them that they were going to talk about their involvement in the U.S. elections, and then they flipped out. They were like, you know, we're not, we, we don't want to talk about that. And the talk show host was like, you know what? Your manager agreed to that, and he said it was okay. And then they look at him, they're like, we don't have a fucking manager, you know? <laughs> and they're like, my friend, you are treading on very dangerous ter- territory. I knew it was going to take a dark turn. Yeah. Once he started then, saying that stuff, I was like, oh, And when no. they, they take a threatened, like, posture, and all of a sudden, this dude grabs his heart, and he runs off stage, and he goes backstage. And like I said, this could be all fake for all I know. And, but we'll everybody could, at yeah. At some point. So, but <laughs> <Or> then <not. laughs> somebody comes from backstage and they say, Look, the host just fucking fell over and he's irresponsive. He's not fucking breathing. And they're like looking at him and they're smiling looking at her. Yeah. They're like, and they're like, they're like not, They don't give a shit yeah, about it. And they're him. like, So what should we do? And she's like, Just take a seat. So they we'll take a seat. And they literally just start 
doing the show by themselves. And then, which it, it actually yeah, they goes didn't kill to, the cameraman. <laughs> yeah, they lead the whole the whole crowd that the whole live audience. They start singing a, a bizarre thing about kill the Rothschilds. It's so fucking bizarre. Iron Maiden Rothschild. <laughs> I'll just change it to Rothschild. <laughs> Iron Maiden and the twins. <laughs> yeah. So then she comes back and she says. 15 other people have fucking, you know, fallen out behind stage. But we still got the cameraman, so you can yeah. do your own show. And, and that's what they like say. Like, everybody that, wouldn't be leaving the room and freaking out. You legend know? That's has the part it, I don't believe about 16 that. people dropped dead that day. So, but so that's what they're trying to say. What that year these motherfuckers, was that? Was that pretty, it, it's pretty recent because like you see how their faces look fucking mutated. I yeah. mean, that. Uh, and yeah, those guys but, are in their seventies now. Yeah. And there's there's another video where they're one's playing a banjo, the other one's playing guitar. So Steve Martin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, like I said, it's it's bizarre. It was very bizarro. Is the yeah. You ever watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Bizarro. 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 But I had never seen. I'm helping. Bizarro. <laughs> I'm helping. Oh, you you whore! <laughs> He's like screwing the other girl that looks like her. <laughs> you whore. <laughs> But Bizarre. case in point, I, had I hate nev- the groovies. <laughs> I had never seen a plastic surgery bot's job so phenomenal as in those twins. And yeah. it's both of their fucking and faces. And the Punky Meadows. His, yeah. His and is that's how close. that, that's his how those close, stories. But they, his is like 75% there and those guys yeah. are like 100%. That's how those stories, one led to the next. It's freaking like, mutants. Yeah, exactly. That's how that happened, so. The Punky Twins. We'll just call them the Punky <laughs> Twins. <laughs> Punky Brewster. Oh, yeah. And, uh, she was pretty well endowed, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so As much we go so, down a sexist rabbit hole. Yeah, but shit, she had some big fucking baba boombas on her. I, there was so a, much so that she got a reduction. A song, yeah, reduction surgery. Oh, like, I, well, I, I, I knew, my sister had a friend in high to school to be that easier on happened, her back. Yeah. I guess she was. Yeah, be, because that's <laughs> those things way <weigh>. induced <laughs> scoliosis or some shit. You know, it's like at some point when you go beyond triple D, it's like just too much. Like in in uh, a I weird had a science, scoliosis problem when I was young. In weird I had science, when they're my posture designing the girl on weird science yeah. like anything past you know uh, uh you know a c or a filled c <laughs> cup you're risking a, a sprained thumb weird science <laughs> yeah.